At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Thursday morning, November 17th, 2022. Check this is the the Book Podcast. Megapod for week number 11 in the National Football League. And things have gotten a little tighter around here. After uh, the last couple weeks' performance, especially this last week, we'll get into all that with our court stenographer, court stenographer rather, and uh, staple of the show from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Still hasn't uh, moved to Vegas for some uh, winter tennis. It's Todd Wishnev, everybody. How you doing, Toddy? What's up? What's up? And, of course, Jeff Parlay, uh, VEASAN host as well, in studio with me at the South Point, Jeffrey. Good morning. How Good you morning. Doing, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the fun time of the year where – we now have, obviously, the NFL, college football winding down. College basketball, which is Todd Wishnev's favorite sport to bet, basically. He loves college I love basketball. it, too. And, uh, and, uh, the, Penn the, State 51, Furman 32, for those of you who have the over. Yes, that's uh, that's also good for those who have Penn State. Uh, I may or may not have the Nittany Lions in that game. But uh, but uh, World Cup also, Gil? World Cup, baby. Got a lot coming these, oh, these next few Cup weeks. World Cup fever. Catch it. I don't have any bet. I don't have any bets right now, but I expect to have thirty-seven bets by uh, by kickoff. That's a pretty solid. Do we call line. it kickoff? We don't call it kickoff. Uh, we? Well, I mean, the game technically kicks yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And our rotating guest this week, he's uh, kind enough to join us. He was on the uh, Beating the Book preview Megapod uh, show for the NFL season, which we do with the Las Vegas Chris. He is the uh, co-host of the Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni. At VEASAN, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. It's my buddy, Matt Brown. How you doing, Matt? Doing well, doing well. People listening to this on Saturday are going to love uh, Jeff and Todd's college yes. basketball <laughs> updates, like in the middle of it. Yes, people listening to this on Saturday are going to love that. You have voiced what I was thinking in yeah. my head. I was yeah. like, oh, this will this will play well. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk Good more stuff. about Thursday morning college basketball while we're here. <laughs> All right, so when Penn State plays Furman, it's it's a big game. Throw everywhere. out the record books. Throw out the record books. Throw everything out. And they're playing in Charleston, you know. Let me just say this. Are you familiar with Pepperdine's backcourt, Todd, at all? How good they're going to be? You know, Pepperdine's always a, a run-and-gun school, so, you know— I like uh, I like those West Coast games where the, you know the, the possessions start getting ridiculous. I bring that up because so, uh, Houston Millette, who plays for Pepperdine, was supposed to play at Penn State, and then their coach bounced, and so he transferred to Pepperdine. They're the good little team. Anyway, there's your college basketball expertise right there. Um, okay, let's do this before we get to our best bets. We like to go through a couple of administrative things. One, how do we start the show again? I forget the format. Do we show. start with the dumbbell? We start with the dumbbell of the week. Who you got, Todd? Or Jeff is good at remembering it was the dumbbell of the week. What was the coaching or thereabouts? Just, just, just stupidity. Yeah, stupidity. Well, you know, I, I want to bring this to the to the floor real quick, Gil. What are what are what are everyone's thoughts on McCarthy's decision in overtime to go for it? I loved so, it. I had so, no problem with so, it. So I I thought it was the definition of a coin flip decision. I had because, no problem with because it because you have you have a great kicker in Maher. 
who is very good from range. You also have an offense that, in theory, should be able to pick up a fourth and three. I would have kicked, but I'm not blasting it like people blasted it. Are people blasting it? Like, the, I can't understand the old, why. The old school end of it was blasting it. But really, the dumbbell of the week was the officiating in the league this week. Because what happened in Minnesota and Buffalo. And, and Philadelphia. And, and Philadelphia, yeah. where the fact that the refs missed an obvious no catch on Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis final Bills game tying drive right. in regulation. Obvious no catch. Didn't even get a call down from the booth. No. Buffalo had 12 on defense on first and goal in overtime, which which I only found out the next day. I, I found out about six hours later. Someone yeah. tweeted it out, but whoa, that's a big deal. You can't miss that. I'm told if you have 12, <laughs> yes. And then and then in Philly, where you miss a face mask that turns into points for Washington, you the OPI, I thought, was terrible as well. That The one on oh, the, Washington. No, the pick, yeah. The pick the that pick wasn't play. really a pick because it was just call. running a route. Yeah. It was a terrible one. And then, of course, the one at the end where the problem I have with the way that was administered, half the refs in the league make that call, half the refs don't. Which one are you talking the about? The one on Heineke at the end that ended the game. Oh, I think, you see, so I, agree, it, it, I agree with what everybody was saying after the game, yeah. which is, by the letter, you have to call By it. the letter, it's the right call. By the spirit of the game. So you're asking the 300-pound guy yeah. to stop midstream. That's not that, – that just – you don't – that going against well, regular physics. To up, dude. No, you, I know. It was, it, was, it was just one of those where it was just really – like, I understand by the letter of the law it was right, but really? Come I, on I think now. In this day and age, I'm, I also think, by the way, the first PI, defensive PI on Washington – that led to Philadelphia's first touchdown, I immediately, and maybe I'm a Washington homer, and maybe I had in-game bets. Not yet, though. I didn't on Washington, so I can't even say that was a part of it. I think if, if that was Washington on, on defense, excuse me, Washington on offense. on offense, that never would have been called on Philadelphia. He had his head turned. It was incidental contact, 30-yard penalty. Yeah, I, I thought that was, that was at best a coin flip penalty. Matt, your thoughts on any of that? Um, I have... My candidate for the old dumbbell of the week was would be Jeff Saturday because all we do, be able to use one of your lines here of we bet on this stuff. Yeah. All we do all week long is sit there and handicap this game that they have decided basically to what it looks like to punt on the season. They're going to start Sam Ellinger because they're third best quarterback, by the way. Like they're going to do all this. So we look at this game from a completely different lens than if, oh, they're going to try and win this game because they're going to start Matt Ryan. Like this is like, what are they doing? Why are you trying to win? You shouldn't be trying to win, but whatever. But yeah, so we spend five days handicapping a game that when it comes around to it, it means absolutely nothing because you wouldn't have looked at the game the same way at yep. all after they had come out and said they were going to start Sam Ellinger. So for me, I'll give it to Jeff Saturday. I was pissed. I'll be honest. Oh, I, yeah. I was pissed. Not only because I betted, not only because I added in a contest and all that, but also even beyond what you were saying, because you're right, they were saying it was Ellinger. But, like, imagine if you're Frank Reich and the, the owner, Jim Irsay, was like, you will now play Sam Ellinger. You are not allowed to play Matt Ryan because there are financial implications, right? Matt Ryan fails a physical next year. It costs him millions and millions of dollars. I think, I think eight figures of millions. And so it's like the RG3 thing when he ended in Washington. You're not going to play anymore because we can't risk you being injured because we're not taking the financial hit. And yet Saturday comes strolling and like, yeah, take him. Here's Matt Ryan. Go ahead, play him. And none of us knew a damn thing. By the way, when did you find out about Josh Allen? A minute before the game started? Like 45 minutes before? Well, I mean, I had the, you know, you guys know, I I have this highly curated Twitter list or yes, whatever. You do. So I did, have, I did have a beat reporter who said, oh, by the way, he is over on the side now taking snaps from the, the starting center on the side. And yeah. so that was probably about you know, 35 ish, 40 minutes before game for game time or something. So I, but again, by that point it had already, you know, I had missed all the swings and everything like that. I mean, that was, that was wild too, but for sure the Jeff Saturday thing was just a wasted handicap for me. It's like uh, I spent oh, yeah. all week long the and worst. like, you know, trying to figure things out and, and it just, uh, none, none of it even mattered. Yeah. This will all suck. If we don't know who's playing quarterback, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will like... all, this will all really be a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I just want to say one other thing. This doesn't have to do with dumbbell, but we'll go back to the Philly game. Cause yeah, uh, and I'm going to give credit, uh, Jeff Hoos. You remember Jeff, uh, Matt, who used to run mm -hmm. the Aria Sportsbook? We mm -hmm. love Jeff. Jeff is hilarious, by the way, um, and super smart and super uh, good guy who now works over at FanDuel in Minnesota. But I give him credit because he was the first person to say this to me. 
So you know how Hail Marys have now given way to the pitchy-pitchy woo-woo, as Scott Van Pelt calls it. And so we saw it at the end of the Philadelphia-Washington game. Didn't affect the pre-flop point they spread. Given way. They haven't that? given way. They they haven't given way. They just do it when it's too far. If it's too far for for a uh, you know if you're starting at your own 15 or 20 yard line, you can't do a hail mary. That's when the pitchy stuff starts. That's it correct. usually doesn't start. If you're at like the 50, that's correct. You still throw it in the okay. Poor, that's correct. Poor choice of words. But I'm getting to a point that has to do with that. So you know the fact is they 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 appear to be happening more often than ever before and what specifically appears to be happening more often than ever before is the defense is actually converting these into touchdowns at a much higher rate than they used to will you will you grant me that todd do you believe no. that you don't believe that no. you don't believe no. the pitchy pitchy moves it happens it's happened for forever and in i disagree but that's not the point a- either Okay, the point okay. is this. What Jeff used to say, because this affects betters, right? It affected the in-game totals for people, right? Some people had the under 52 and a half or whatever they had, and it got squashed. His whole thing is this. He goes, you know, look, he goes, this is, he believed like I do that this is happening way more often than it used to. And he says, he says they should have a rule that when a lateral or fumble with zero, zero, zero is left on the clock, is recovered after the clock goes to those numbers that the play is ruled officially dead at the end of football games. So in other words, you think it's ridiculous. Here's the thing. We're betting on this stuff. And at some point that stuff, sometimes it goes for you and sometimes it goes against you. You know, that's, that's the deal. All right. He, uh, he's just saying for the sake of the betting community, he's like, we got to institute this because I, I, and I, I kind of get it because it, it is the equivalent of football players pulling the goalie because the point is, is that when the, when the ball is loose and when the ball, when the defense player gets the ball, the offensive team just stops playing because they have nothing left to play for. They're not thinking about our bets. So anyway, that was his idea. And I, I the more I see it, the more I'm like, you know, he might've been onto something. I kind of, it's a football game. It can't be changed into a gambling game. Ads. I mean, come on. I Just love think, the idea. When I, it goes I, to zero, zero, <laughs> say it's done. I, I think I'm with Todd on this. I love I, it. I think I'm with Todd. On Jeff Hoos is a genius. Gil, Gil one, one more thing. I mean, outside of the in-game stuff, like a whole bunch of pre-game stuff too, because uh, the if you played a same-game teaser in that one, if you took the points with Washington and then the under 49, oh, that's that true. also, that also, so even, even pre-flop stuff got affected by, by that as well. I cannot wait for Todd to get beaten on one of these and then to revisit <laughs> this subject. You don't think I've gotten beaten on them? I've gotten beat on them many I'm, times. I'm going to murder you the next time it happens. <laughs> I've won, listen, I've won on them and I've lost on them. I actually won on one earlier this year and I've lost on them as well. It goes both ways and it happens and it doesn't, it doesn't happen more times this year. It happened last year, the year before the year before a million times. I remember a million times this happened. I'm commissioning a study. I commission you to do the study to see if it's happening more often. Okay. Like I'm going to be able to go through all the things. I want you to try to figure out. Every yep. time there was a pitchy thing at the end, and whether we or have, not it rolled, we, the we have to set the parameters. I one in a playoff game, wasn't there one in the Cardinals Eagles playoff game? I remember that. There oh, was remember one there was a the Raiders that. one that like caused playoff spot or something. Remember yeah, there, there was, there's or contest. Remember people were at the end of circa millions or or at the time the Westgate Super Contest it was the last week of a season, and there was a, like a Raiders Eagles game. I want to say where something happened on a pitchy pitchy woo woo, and it caused <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to you shift. You have to know that you if you're if you have a bet and they they kick the ball off and oh, the ball's down at the twelve yard line, off. you are not fuck safe. off. There's you no way you can not. know safe and you know you're not safe if, if you've watched these games before you know you're not safe oh imagine being that dude who loses on that all right um you have an in-game uh expertise from last week that you want to share with us you know i i didn't i i, I had a bunch i didn't do great on my in-game this past week i will say that i did do something really stupid i took under three and a half in the first quarter when i thought it was still sam erringer playing quarterback before i looked up and realized wait that's not him what about and, when, what about when <laughs> sam ellinger didn't play what about when that guy didn't that play? guy too yeah that guy too and and then i look up and i'm like oh my god no it's matt ryan oh no what did i do and then i and still should have won you hate Matt Ryan. So that's what makes that ridiculous. Oh yeah. And then, and then I look up and I realize 
oh my god, it's Matt. I would have never made this under three and a half first quarter bet if All I, I would respect for Matt Ryan. So they throw it up. Well, look, I can't stand Matt Ryan, but comparing him to this running back kid from Texas is ridiculous. So, so they it's like third down and goal from like the ten or eleven yard line. They throw a little dinker out to the side. They're supposed the Raiders are supposed to just come up and tackle him and kick the field goal, and I'm going to win easily. But because the Raiders are the Raiders and one of the worst defensive teams in football. Uh, they let the guy get away and then they get the touchdown. So that, that one, that one drove me crazy. I did take the bills at the end of uh, regulation minus one ten, And I was trying to figure out whether I made a good or a bad bet there. I felt like, uh, I'm sorry. I took them after they fell behind by three in overtime. And I, I thought, at minus 110, I think they're for sure going to get the field goal, and they may get the touchdown to win it. So I thought there was at least a 50%, a little over a 50% chance that they would get the touchdown to win it. And worst case scenario, I was going to get the field goal. And then, of course, Josh Allen throw, throws the interception. I don't know what you guys think, whether you think that was a good bet I, or not. I do. But, I, I think everybody was like, oh, they're totally going down. And I, I mean, I mean just, do, just doing the show in the middle of all that, as soon as Buffalo went down and kicked the field goal at the end of regulation, it's like, oh, Minnesota blew their opportunity yeah. to win this game. I would have made I, – I, Todd, I, I think that was so a, this a was good – This was after Minnesota took the e- lead. E- by e- even so, I still think that was a good bet. Minnesota wasn't really stopping them unless if Allen did something stupid, and that's, that's exactly what, what happened. That's what I thought. And they did get into field goal range. So Allen, I guess Allen's also, been doing some stupid stuff the last couple of weeks, man. Those picks have been awful. Sure, His teams are starting to be able to confuse him, Gil. That's all it Please. is. Leads the league in turnovers. Leads the league in turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. I mean, if you do your power rankings, they can't be number one anymore, right? No. Closer to 10 than one now. I don't know about that, but they're certainly not one after two stinkers. Um, By the way, that game, it should be pointed out, this game between Buffalo and Cleveland, as we're doing this on Thursday morning, we still have no idea where that game's going to be played because they're expecting big-time snow in Buffalo, and the speculation as we do this Thursday morning Pacific time is that they could move the game. If there's so much, no, they're going to make this decision on Friday. So whatever we say about that game, if it comes up, take it with a grain of salt. We don't know where it's going to be played at this point. Um, Could be Detroit. We were sort of speculating off air. I don't know, Syracuse, Toronto. I don't know. Apparently, that's a great thing that you're bringing up right now because I was thinking, are the bets going to stand like on the total? Depends on the book. 42. What? Yeah, so 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 I was actually going to get to this, but we we jumped for us. So let's yeah. go ahead and do it now. Like so, I played the under forty seven just on Monday because I saw all the stuff about snowpocalypse. But then when it hit forty one and a half yesterday, I came back in and played on the over for a couple of different reasons. One, the weather report looks like this stuff is supposed to move out on Saturday morning. Now that's not to say it's not going to snow on Sunday as well, but like the the worst worst of it should supposedly be gone. But for the same thing that you brought up, Gil, is like, depending on where you look, guys, and specifically for you rest of country people out there, DraftKings, it's no harm, no foul, right? It says their their house rules. If a game venue is changed and the home team remains designated as such, bets will stand. It's at Circa, though. If the venue is moved by more than 100 miles, the bet is canceled. At Caesars, in uh, at Caesars rest of country, it says, in all sports with the exception of boxing and mixed martial arts, if a change in venue or court surface for tennis, if you're doing that, occurs from the originally scheduled location, there will be no action on the wager, and the wager will be refunded. So as you, this is a very, very, very different rule at every single yeah. book out there. So like, so that's a free roll. See, so you that's have to see. That's a free roll in my opinion, right, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, so you have to because see where you're betting. It, yeah, if you take the over at a place that they're going to say it, that the bet's going to stand, right? It's not going to be lower than where it is right now. So basically, you can bet the over at a place where it's going to stand. If you get the venue change, you're going to get a tremendous amount of value yes. because the line is going to immediately shoot to 47. That's if exa- you don't get the venue yeah. change, you can get out of the bet anyways if you really want to early on the in game or where or whenever. Just do so it, I, to me, do it immediately. That, yeah. that bounce that you're talking about, that's what we were speculating this morning on a numbers game with uh, Kelly, Kelly Bidlin. It's like, isn't that going to bounce to, if they decide, if, let's say it's Detroit indoors, it's going to bounce to at least where it was before, be right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be 50 yeah. indoors. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I, I think 48, 49. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for so, sure. So the places that, that, that allow you to keep the bet, I would just say you should go there and bet it. You might as well, right? 
when did we get to the point in our lives, this is the old, when we were kids portion of the show, <laughs> when did we get to the point where they moved these games? Like they said in 2014, apparently we moved a Buffalo game. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, I, I remember I that one. That was, that was Jets-Buffalo. They moved it to a Monday night. Kyle Orton and the Bills beat the Jets by roughly 9,000 points. Oh, now that you say Kyle Orton. Yeah. Kind of yeah. But, but here's the thing. When we were kids. They wouldn't have moved this, right? No. They just no. played it. Well, and remember, they had the one in Philly where they ended up yeah, playing the on the Tuesday. Right. Yeah. And the Vikings with Joe Webb beat the Eagles who were good. Like, we've had a bunch of weird ones the last 10, 15 years. Your generation is soft, Jeff Parles. Oh, hey, no argument there, Gil. <laughs> He also used to have rain delays in football games. That's you right. You remember when there was no rain delays in football games and they would go through lightning and thunder and everything? Nobody used to get lightning. And it was fine. Yeah, one, one last thing about this one is is I think they probably would have just moved it to Monday, but if you guys remember, the Bills play right. on Thanksgiving. That's so, right. Yeah, so it's one of those things where I, they probably would have just moved it to Monday, but I think that's why they're looking at maybe moving the whole venue because you can't really bump it back and have the Bills play on Monday and then turn around and play again on Thursday. By the way, just one last in-game notion, and this is just a broad one. It's not like I did anything genius, but that Philadelphia-Washington game, I wanted no part of preflop, but when it got to 7-7, seven to seven, I was like, okay, I'll jump in on the preflop number. The number was essentially the same at that point. Philadelphia even scored again to make it 14 to 7. When it got to 14 to 10, Washington had the ball. First half number was still plus four and a half, sort of deep into the second quarter. The 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 uh preflop on the full game was still about a touchdown in, uh get, giving Washington seven points. Made another couple bets. Uh, early in the third quarter, made another couple bets on Washington. The point being that sometimes there are games where, like, I wouldn't even consider a preflop bet, but even if you just watch a couple drives, as we've said so many times, it can honestly change your thinking. And sometimes it works well, out and, beautifully like that. And in that game, Gil, I, I feel like I got I, a little bit robbed because when they when they fell down nine, when the Eagles went down nine, the line was Eagles plus two. And I took Eagles plus two figuring, okay, the Eagles might lose this game, but they're definitely going to come back and get a touchdown. And they, you know, I, I, I would argue they could have easily covered the plus two or at least pushed it. But anyways, you, you make a good point. Sometimes on these dog, yep. uh, when the big dog shows the ability to move the football and they're not getting mm -hmm. dominated, very often the books are too slow to realize, hey, wait a second, this team figured out something on their game plan, which Washington clearly did, which was let's do the 17 play drive and keep them off the field. You know, you can get you can get down a lot. No, I mean there was even a sixteen in there. Yeah. During the middle of the game, I mean they were just. And Todd brings up a great point. It happens with double digit dogs. It just happens all the time. Washington cares, man. That team. I know we don't usually get into the nebulous sort of non quantitative stuff of does this team care? This team. But you like you watch the Raiders lollygagging oh, they don't, upfield. They don't give anything. You know, chasing Matt Ryan, and then you watch Washington. You're like, oh man, this team really loves playing. With Taylor Anakin. I know we've already said it, and you just finished the point with it, but there was only one human being, or maybe two human beings, that thought Carson Wentz was better than, than Heineke for this team. Carson Wentz himself and Snyder. That's it. And it's shown up already that Washington went from, hey, this might be one of the worst teams in the league, to, hey, if things break their way, they might accidentally make the playoffs at this point. <laughs> Amazing. That the NFC East could all make it of all the didn't play. All right, Todd, what's uh, you had a great week. I had a terrible week. What's the new update of numbers now? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Yeah, the numbers are tightening as Gilly went 0-3 to move to 20-10. and 10, Still extremely solid on the year, but a very difficult week. Uh, Jeffrey went, I believe, 1-2, right, Jeffrey? That is correct. Moved to 18-12. and 12. And I went three and zero to also move to eighteen and twelve. So I'm telling yeah. Jeffrey right now. It's all now. tight. Sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear. And uh, the guest seat is now at seventeen and thirteen. So everybody's right. doing pretty well. On the teasers, we're still struggling, but we're the numbers are coming up a little bit. You and Gil, you and uh, Jeffrey are at four and six. I'm at two and eight. The guest seat is at seven and three but, on but the teasers. guest seat is seven and three on teasers. Yes, that's the upset of the year right there. Seven and three. Well, because, you know, uh, Brent went with the commanders plus 17 and then Seattle plus eight and a half. That was a winner. So the commanders, you know, moving it to through uh, the uh, big key numbers of 13, 14 and 16 and a half, of course. All right. So 20, 10, 20 and 10, 18 and 12, 18 and 12 and 17 and 13. Those are good. This is a good season of this show. Nothing wrong with it. All right. Um, Thursday night football. Before we get to our best bets, any thoughts on and Matt, we'll start with you. Any thoughts on the Titans and the Packers tonight? Titans have a whole bunch of uh, defensive injuries again tonight. Um, they're three-point dogs at Green Bay. They were able to overcome those injuries against the uh, the woeful Broncos offense, but what about tonight? Yeah, we're seeing a bunch of three-and-a-half start to pop now. I think a lot of people are looking at what you just brought up and and starting to realize this, this Titans team is going to have a – a lot of defensive issues, I believe, in this one. I hate myself that I missed the two and a half on this. Me you too. Can still get ex- you can still get expensive threes out there, and I don't hate it, I guess. Um, I'm going to try. I'm thinking my strategy is going to be just pray that Tennessee gets the ball first, and I can get some sort of something under three in favor of the Packers. But nothing in the account yet. I just I hate that I missed the, the, the two and a half. Toddy? I'm sorry. No, he's not even there. I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I wasn't I'll, looking. You go well, ahead. I, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm like, Todd, where are you? I, I just want I just want to see if Tennessee can do the exact same thing they did against Kansas City for a half. Where basically they just they don't let Green Bay possess the ball. Now, it's a lot different because the Packers offense, even with the last week in the in the fourth quarter, finally looking like an Aaron Rodgers offense, mostly because Christian Watson played his ass off last week. But It's just one of those where I'm kind of in the same boat as Matt. If Tennessee gets up in this game, come back on Green Bay live. But a pre-flop, I'm not going to do anything here. I I think just from from a prop standpoint, I mean, I I think that if if the the Titans don't run Derrick Henry 28 times in this game, I think they're doing something wrong. His prop currently set right now at 21 and a half carries. So I don't know necessarily about yardage. Just be, I mean, look, Green Bay's defense is not good against the run, but. I, I think if they don't use him at volume in this game, then they have done something incredibly wrong. It's supposed to be like 25 degrees there, by the way, as well. So um, doesn't really help the pass game all that much. So uh, that, that to me seems almost like the best angle is just assuredly he's going to get a bunch of carries in this game. Seems, seems logical. Last, last week, by the way, the Titans beat the Broncos without five defensive starters, including Jeffrey Simmons, Amani Hooker, Bud Dupree, Christian Fulton got scratched pregame, and then they lost three guys during the game. Still sacked Wilson six times. And then tonight, no Bud Dupree again, no Amari, no Amani Hooker, no Lonnie Johnson, who's a defensive back, no Ben Jones, their center, and no Randy Bullock. Um, so Josh Lambeau, who it's I didn't even a, know was playing for Tennessee. It's not a bad thing. Bullock's out. Yeah, he's playing for them. And I guess Simmons is questionable. Packers will not be with uh, Joshua Dobbs. Bakhtiari's questionable. Devondre Campbell also out for the Packers. Todd, you okay? You all right, man? Yeah, it's just, you know, when you eat a lot of vegetables and fruits and you drink a lot, you, oh, you have Jesus. to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, uh, weight update now that you're no longer doing the weight, uh, weight loss challenge, you're over 200 now? Yeah, I'm, I'm right about 200. I mean, I didn't want to be really 194, so I, I wanted to 
get a little bit, bit you know, more because it's just too too small. One ninety four. Matt, Matt, if, I, know, if I may, I've never asked Matt this question, but Matt is always working out. What is your height and weight, Matt? I am six one one seventy seven. Man, those days are behind me. The six one was yeah. never. I was I'll, never never quite to six <laughs> one. That I never got to. Um, okay. Best bets time? Are we there? Or any other yeah, thoughts well, on this no, game? No, I think we yeah. have to with, okay. the, uh, with the timing here. Best bets. Uh, we'll snake this. Matt, number one from you, sir. Vikings, point and a half at home. I'll take the points versus the Cowboys. Listen, this is, in my opinion, wrong team favorite. Everybody, you know the narrative all week, guys, was, well, if Josh Allen hadn't have fumbled on the one yard, you know, at the goal line, then the, they would have lost outright. Oh, there's so the, many things that happened. There are 8,000 things in that game. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that, that that is what people want to come away with whenever they want to tell you how bad the Vikings are, as opposed to the Vikings didn't get in from first and goal at the three yard line and including a one inch sneak by Kirk Cousins on fourth and one like that didn't convert so multiple said, times. They didn't get in first yeah. and goal. Yeah, it's like I could have easily just reversed the narrative here of like, well, the Vikings didn't get in. That's how the Bills won. So, I mean, it's how everybody wants to to frame this. Everybody wants to continue to say that this Vikings team isn't any good. And, and I think, Gil, whenever it comes down to it, and you and I doing the show last year, we talked about this ad nauseum, but these close games, the Vikings lost last year. Yes. And they get and they get rid of Zimmer, and they bring in O'Connell, and now they're winning these close games. And I honestly believe at some point, and you know, I love advanced statistics more than just about anybody. I'm all over all of this stuff. Some of this stuff you can't quantify, and some of this stuff I can't get advanced statistics for. And one of those things is, what does the guy on the sideline mean? How much does he matter? And how much does he change things? And they're yes. winning these games now that they used to lose. And, and so I believe that O'Connell and the coaching staff around has got this team in optimal situations to where they are not losing these games that they lost last year. And now you bring in a, a team in the Cowboys that has now given up back-to-back -back games of getting just absolutely gouged on the ground. They allowed over 200 yards rushing in back-to-back -back games now and here comes Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison to to go in and take advantage of that. And oh, by the way, Kirk Cousins and this uh, this Justin Jefferson kid. I don't know if you guys heard of him. They're pre <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty good too. Where'd he go and to school, man? I'm curious. Yeah, man. just you know, a little, little little LSU Tiger. Now the two <laughs> best catches. Now the two best catches ever, all, of all time in the NFL are both from from LSU Tigers. So there there is that going on as well. But the other thing that is very interesting to me about this game, and then I'll 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 kick the floor to, to you guys, but is over the last two weeks, everybody's talking about like, we have season long numbers that we focus on and saying like, ah, you know, this offense, it's middle of the pack. It's not great. It's middle of the pack for this Vikings team. Yada, yada, yada. Well, they go out and they acquire TJ, uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson two weeks ago, over the past two weeks, Justin Jefferson's a dot, which is average depth of target for people that don't know a dot is 13.58 yards. Phew. And he has accounted for 47 and a half percent of the team's air yards. Through week eight, before the acquisition of TJ Hawkinson, it was 8.1 yards, yeah. a dot, and 38% of the area. So what we're getting is, is TJ Hawkinson is now able to run those routes over the middle and do this stuff and get the attention of these guys over the middle because he's a competent receiver that people have to account for. And it's allowing them to take these shots down the field with, with Justin Jefferson more. So I think this offense is only going to get better moving forward through through all of this. And um, it's just, you know, I have no confidence at all in this Cowboys offense. Look, defense is good. Offense, not so good. Uh, give me give me a point and a half all day long with this Viking squad. I am absolutely thrilled that Matt Brown made the exact point I made about three weeks ago to Rufus and did not, and I personally did not get the, the answer I was looking for from Rufus on that because there is no stat. And one of my picks later will be the same sort of thing with the guy on the sidelines. There is no number that accounts for competent coaching, period. Like, again, I hated Mike Zimmer by the end. I thought he was good at the beginning of the tenure in Minnesota, changed, changed the franchise's culture, and then by the end they were stuck in 1996. Yep. And now Kevin O'Connell, look, they don't blow you away. But they're winning all these close well, games. All the, the Plinko chip is landing in the right slot yeah. this year. Seven wins in a row, all by one possession. They trailed in the fourth quarter in five of those seven games. Um, they've rallied to win when trailing with two and a half minutes or less remaining in regulation for the fifth time this season this past week, overcoming a 17-point third quarter deficit. And 
I mean, first of all, I think it's the best catch I've ever seen. Let me just say that. You don't usually think you're going to ever say a superlative like that. But given the circumstances, fourth and 18 with two minutes left and only one timeout in pocket, they don't convert that game over. Game over. The fact that he was Justin Jefferson was parallel to the ground with his arm perpendicular to the ground, and the defender kind of helped him to keep it up in the off the ground. It's just amazing. But let me just say this. First of all, it's my number one pick, too, the Vikings. So we don't have to get to my number one because that's my number one. On guessing lines on Monday, Kelly uh, couldn't, you know, Kelly has access to what I what my guesses are before the show starts. So he couldn't wait for this game to come up because he knew my guess was Minnesota minus three. And so we got to it, we, and, I, and I was like, Minnesota minus three. I don't know what the line is. And Chrissy was like, well, I like your number better. Mine's Minnesota minus one and a half, minus two. And he said, Dallas is favored by minus one and a half. And this is why Kelly couldn't wait, because he's like, I had the same guess you did. Like, losing his mind. And the fact that it has stayed that way all week is amazing to me. Minnesota's. Well, maybe maybe the reason it stayed this way all week is the fact that the Cowboys have a very, very vicious pass rush, and there's a guy who plays quarterback for Minnesota who's not very <laughs> elusive in the pocket and has a tendency to blow up. So while I, I appreciate what everyone's saying from the Minnesota backers that they're playing better and blah, 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 they still have Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. So you know what? I'm not going to get all excited about I, him. I will say this about Kirk Cousins. I will grant you this. Have you ever seen a quarterback with more passes in the air where you're like, oh, that's a duck. There's no way it's getting to the receiver. No way. Especially you do the little velocity thing in your head <laughs> where you're like, no, that's not going to get. And somehow it's fucking gotten there all year long. It's amazing. The, the also, going back to the Jefferson catch real quick, and I know Todd will have his first pick. The fact that he, even, even with, that way his body was contorted. The fact that the defender had two hands on the damn football. It's amazing. And Jefferson still came down with it. Amazing. I, to me, that after, like at the time I thought, okay, the Odell catch was still better. After watching him back no, no. again, after watching the, Je- the no Jefferson way. catch was better. And that Hawkinson and, point is so good, Matt, because Jefferson had a great first half of the first game. He kind of was like kind of meh for a long stretch after that. Yeah, yeah. And if we want to, if we want one more thing to uh, move in our favor here, Stephen Jones on radio yesterday talking about Zeke's going to be back. You know, oh, Zeke's oh there we go. Yes. So, so great for us. I mean, like make the offense less efficient. Fine. Yeah. Put him out there. Give him his dozen carries and have him get, you know, two, 2.7 yards a carry. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. By the way, that's a great point about the Cowboys. The Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones by proxy, the trying to will into existence the justification of both uh, Dak's contract, but especially Zeke's contract, is one of the great recurring themes in the NFL. <laughs> like, nope, he's our guy. We don't. We go all as far as Zeke gets us. Okay, keep doing that. Todd, what's your number one? I'm gonna go against the. Uh, what, what do you have for the Commanders Texans? Three. Okay, I'm gonna take the Texans plus three. I, uh, you know, I saw. How dare you! The Washington's coming off the huge win. Obviously, that's a huge win. That you know, I'll, I'll, I don't think they really deserve the win, but okay, fine. They got the win. Uh, plus three. You're now asking them to go on the road and win by three. The Texans are playing a little better. I that whole game against the Giants. Uh, you know, they were a lot closer. That game could have. They could have pulled that off, that Texans game. And that was on the road. Now they're at home. We all know Jeff Parles has told us that Davis Mills is one of the <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks when he yeah. is at home. Yeah. And uh, I just think that the Texans, it's another one of those scenarios where I don't like to, I like to go against teams that are mediocre-ish when they're laying points on the road. And the Texans aren't as bad as everyone thinks they are. You know, they're at home this week. I'm getting three points. The commanders are coming off a crazy, crazy win. Uh, short week. Give me the Texans plus the three. Commanders win at 21-19. No problem. Bill Barnwell did a great piece at ESPN this morning about lucky and unlucky teams in the NFL. And the Giants, I mean, people, would, people, even Giants fans would admit it's been a really good stroke of fortune 
arc to the entire season, but he quantifies it. There's just so many things. That Houston game was a perfect example of it. Of the, they could easily lost the game they, about four different times. They were knocking at the door multiple times in that game. Just if, couldn't. Do if it. you at Houston last week, yeah. you're aggravated. You didn't get home. You should have yeah. got home about seven different times. What's your number um, one, Jeff? My number one pick is a principal pick for myself. I like there is picks. no, there is no betting logic to this. But it's about time the New York Jets go to New England and beat the bastards in their own building. <laughs> That's my, one of mine, so too. So I'm taking the Jets plus the – Todd, are you giving me three and a half here yeah. with the Jets? I, I mean, I see I see all three minus 20s, but, you know, it's Gil, whatever what, you oh, want to say. Let me see. Yeah, because it doesn't matter what it is. I see a, I see plenty, plenty of three of and a half. Plenty of three and a half. Plenty of three and a half. Okay, all right. It doesn't matter. Like if he gave yeah. me three, he gave me two. It doesn't matter. The New York Jets are – they are the better football team here. I know what happened three weeks ago. Zach Wilson imploded, and New England Patriots won that game. If John Franklin Myers doesn't massacre Jones on what should have been a pick six, the Jets are up double digits, and that game is over. That is a totally different game, a totally different look at, hey, the Jets are really good. Probably they don't beat Buffalo the next week, but regardless, they are the better football team. They are getting more than a field goal on the road at a team that really has no offense to speak of. And the Jet defense has been good to great the last month now. I'll take the three and a half. And if New England beats me, New England beats me. I don't I don't really have to add much apparently on this show because that is my number two. I guessed for those who listen to guessing lines, you will know what my guess was. It was New England minus two and a half. I couldn't believe that it was three and a half. John Legasa was actually on a numbers game this morning. He was going through the advantages the Jets had and wait for it. He said Sala over Belichick. As yeah, well, that's not right. As well, which I thought might have been taken it a step too far. But yes, I just think the, the let me just say this about the Patriots. And here's where this bet could go wrong. I think of all the teams in the NFL, if I think of all 32 teams, we don't often look at teams through this prism. But the Patriots are the one team where I think they're a totally different football team when they take a lead versus when they're behind. Oh, 100%. So if they take a lead, we could be screwed from the beginning of the game. But if they are in a nip and tuck game or they fall behind, they become a vastly worse football Well, team. that game in the Meadowlands a few weeks ago fell apart when New England got their lead. Right. Because they went down the field, scored an opening drive touchdown in Just the second half. Just how they're half, built. Yes. And the, the flip switch defensively for New England, and Wilson turned into the guy he was for the majority of last year. And a lot of that for me is that Mac Jones is not proving to be the guy that some thought he would be. Right. No, I no argument there. Yeah, I, I, my only thing is that that Patriots defense, though, it, it's it's no joke, and it's still Zach Wilson at quarterback, it and is. that's it's my a great only, pass rusher still. That's that. Listen, since week five, uh, New England's defense, number one defense in the NFL EPA per play, number one defense in the NFL success rate, number one defense in drop back EPA, number one defense in drop back success rate, uh, number three defense in rush EPA. Like they have not allowed a lot uh, since the first month of the season, so. That's my only kind of drawback to that is that it's it is a Belichickian defense sure. going up against Zach Wilson. But yeah. I, and, and you know what? But I, and I I I hear you on all that. I still think a lot of that plays into the point I was making, though. I think when they're up, their defense can play a certain way also that they can't otherwise. I mean, I just think it all is sort of this. It just sort of, you know, thing that spirals or snowballs. That's what I'm looking for. Snowballs with them either way. And for what it's worth here, the Jet, at this moment, I think the Jets do have a better defense than New England. Even with how good New England has been, I think part of that is, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, in those stats, that 29 nothing game against Detroit is in there as well, correct? They have the Detroit game and the game against Ellinger, I'm pretty sure. So you have two games, and you have the Wilson game where he imploded. So you have three games where... Goff totally imploded and couldn't do anything, and St. Yeah. Brown didn't play. Ellinger's not an NFL quarterback, and Zach Wilson imploded. That's what my biggest concern is, that Wilson implodes again, but I don't think he will. He's absolutely concerned. Number two from you. I'm taking the New York Giants laying the three against the Lions. Mm -hmm. I, I know this is going to be a square favorite with, with the Giants. How can the Giants only be three at home But that's the thing. The, the Lions? The market does not overrate them. Right, right. right? The market yeah. appropriately yes. rates them. But here's the deal. What did it take last week for Detroit to win that football game uh, against don't, Chicago? Don't remind you me. You and I both had the Bears. Uh. The Bears had the ball up 14 in the fourth quarter and lost in regulation. So it took basically a total a horrible interception by Fields for the horrible. pick six. Horrible. And, and then a missed PAT. 
Yes. Basically is what derailed that game even more than the pick six, really. And then an eight-play, 91-yard yeah, drive, just, oh, by like, the way. Again, look, the Giants' defense is much better than Chicago's. The game is at home. Detroit does not play well on the road, even with the win last week. They're still a bad road team when you get them outside in the cold. I, I think the Giants are just a better football team. And, again, what Matt Brown said earlier about there is no stat that takes care of how good the guy on the sideline is. This is a massive coaching advantage for the Giants in this game. Who's your coach of the year right at this moment? At this Right at this moment? After the Eagles lost. I still have Sirianni, but it is really close. Yeah. So, playing three with the Giants. Dodd, two. Uh, I'm going to go with over 44 in the Eagles game. Um, Eagles I just think this is, Yeah, Eagles and Colts. I think that uh, – I just think this is too low. Uh the Eagles, you know, they can score with the best of them. Uh, you know, even when they were stopped last week, they kind of stopped themselves. And I just think they're going to score against the Colts. I'm not impressed with the Colts defense. I mean, they were letting the Raiders go up and down the field on them. And somehow they won that game. And I think with uh, Ryan is playing, right? It's not going to be Aaron. I mean, you uh, have yeah. to assume he is, right? <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they went to Ellinger yeah. now. Ah, we'll right. go with Ellinger again. <laughs> Yeah. Right. With Matt Ryan, I think he's good enough to put some points up on the board against the Eagles because I think the Eagles, you know, they have a good defense, but it's not it's not great. I think they could they can score some points against them. So I could see the Eagles and I think the Eagles are going to be nasty this week after that loss. So I kind of think that uh, we could see, you know, 35, 14 Eagles or something like that. So uh, give me over 44 in the Eagles game. You're not worried I think about you're not worried about the Colts seeing what Washington did. And then Jonathan Taylor just doing that to, to the Eagles again, like long sustained drives. Yeah, but even with that, it still it still almost went over. I mean, it did it did end up going over, but yeah. uh, actually, it did it went over even before the pitch the pitch game. So, you know, I don't know. I just I, I just feel like the Eagles uh, are going to score a lot of points this week, and and the Colts are not going to just get totally uh, shown the door with no points at all. So, give me the over over forty four. Mateo, we snake with you, so you get two and three here. Yeah, so I am taking the five minus five and a half with the Chiefs at the Chargers. I mean, look, we can call it a road game. It's it's a road game esque, right? I mean, whatever. They're not the Chiefs don't get to play at home, but it's certainly not going to be some kind of crazy crowd or anything like that. Home field advantage been diminishing as it is anyway, and so if I don't think you're giving the Chargers really anything for home field. I mean, this thing moving under the six was kind of wild to me on the news that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were practicing. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, yeah, well, Keenan Allen has practiced like every week, all every, every week for the season has not been able to play. And then Mike Williams is coming off of one of the worst injuries you can have for a wide receiver and a high ankle sprain. And so even if Keenan Allen plays, he admitted when he tried to play a couple of weeks ago, he felt no explosiveness in his hamstring, which is why he pulled himself out of the game. So what are we going to get out of him anyway? A few packages here and there, some special stuff. He's certainly not going to be out there for a full complement of snaps and probably the same thing with Mike Williams as well. And it, it, you take a look at this Chiefs team that just continues to hum. Offensive efficiency off the charts. Defense is actually playing really well along the way too. I mean, listen, the only reason they haven't even been blowing teams out even more is just the red zone has been so bad. And I, I just... Look, variants, I think, eventually will come back around, and they're not going to be continuing to just move it at will between the 20s and then get inside the 20 and then not be able to figure out how to get it in the end zone. So, um, plus, let's not forget, this Chargers team just completely decimated on the defensive side of the ball. They lose more people this week Jeez. again. They, yeah. they, were, they released Jerry Tillery. Christian Covington lost for the season with a torn peck. They already have two other defensive linemen that are lost for the season. I mean, it's just the defense is just a shell of what we thought coming into this year. I was the biggest chargers flag waiver and everything heading into this season. They were the preseason super bowl pick to, to be in the super bowl for me. I mean, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You can't predict all these injuries and stuff. And so um, the other thing I thought was fairly interesting and Andy Reid, I think is one of the better coaches and better offensive minds in all the NFL. And it's proven that time and time again. So last week against the Jags, basically the, the, the Chiefs were having a, a little bit of trouble running the ball. And so he just ran 11 personnel 74% of the time and then just started running out of the 11 personnel more because you got the lighter defense out there. And so what it at, what it equaled to was a positive EPA per rush, their highest of the season when running the ball. And I think that he's just this guy that is able to continue to adapt 
and figure things out as the season moves on, where a lot of these coaches can't do that, which is why this Chiefs team continues to be good year and year and year and year over and over and over again when I thought they'd take a step back this year. Um, I, I just, I really do under the six, I thought was just kind of wild as opposed to Brandon Staley, who I know I, this sticks in my craw cause I had a first half bet on the chargers in game <laughs> when, when Justin Herbert got hit by Dre Greenlaw in the head and he had to sit out. And at yeah. the end of that first half, so, so Chase Daniels. in, so I, I'm, I was holding minus three and a half. I needed a field goal. Um, cause it was a three point deficit at that uh, three point lead at that point, And I had minus three and a half. And I'm like, okay, well, Chase Daniels in, they're just going to, like, run the football, and they're just going to set up a field goal. No, like, he has Chase Daniels, like, throwing the ball around the yard. I'm like, what are you doing? Just amazing. Boy, speaking about being wrong on somebody, can I raise my hand about Brandon Staley? Am I allowed to do oh, that? Oh, you and me both. Yeah. You and All me both. of us. I, him, him, him and McVay were the quickest to get crowned, and the, yeah. I mean, listen, so I, I think we were all wrong on that. So not just you, my friend, not Thank just you. you. Thank you. Uh, my, my third pick, I'm going, I'll go out on, I'll go with my fourth pick. Cause my third pick was actually giants minus three, but I'll just give quick, a real quick rundown of, I, I do like the bears at plus three and a half against the Falcons. Um, this is a bears team. Wait, did we see three and a half or three guys? Gil, I, I'm seeing mostly three minus 20 on Atlanta. Three minus one fifteen. I think it's a three. Oh, this has moved. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could go to Bet Rivers and I could get a three and a half, but you know, whatever. It's it's it's. That's it's the okay. only one I, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could I could run to Bet Rivers and get it. Uh. Well, I like it. Mo- I like it much more at three and a half where it was this morning. Whenever we were, it's literally the screen's flashing in front of our eyes right now. Is is to go taking the three. Um. Look, th- this Bears team, while frustrating and while certainly not good by any stretch of the imagination, I have these teams power rated fairly equally. So if you're going to give me what I thought was more than a field goal, but I, even if it is a field goal at this point, I'll, I guess I'll take the push. Uh, against the Falcons team, gets no pass rush whatsoever. So I think there's this misconception that Justin Fields has gotten much, much better as a quarterback. He's gotten much, much better as a runner, and they're calling better plays suited for him. But yes. the passing has not been all that great. Right? So it, it's like he didn't. The scheme is much better. He has not been all that much better, but he is extremely, extremely night and day better when he does have time to throw. This this Falcons team gets absolutely no pass rush whatsoever. They don't hit the quarterback. They get no pressure. They don't get sacks. And so I think that does favor this Bears team here. And again, we look at like home field advantage or something, but this new look Bears offense where they're running the ball so much and they're counting on the athleticism of fields and all that, like, Going inside in a dome, I actually think is more, almost more favorable to them than playing at home on that terrible soldier field, you know, on that terrible Chicago field and everything. So I'm not really even caring all that much. I think it's maybe even a slight uptick for this Bears team to play indoors on the turf. So uh, I do like the Bears taking the points there. But again, my, my actual third pick was Giants minus three. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So which one are we counting as your official third pick then? Oh, well, I mean, I was trying to get more insight on this on the pod. I was trying to, you know, share the wealth here <laughs> or whatever. Uh, it doesn't, it, it, you can put me for the, the, the Giants minus three. Okay. But I mean, the, Bear, the Bears is right there. The Bears is right there. That's just a bonus pick. Giants minus yeah. three is his official third. By the way, that thing about the Bears and the Falcons getting about a Barnwell's article, 
Falcons, one of the luckier teams in the league this year based on a well-timed defensive performance, fumble recovery luck, and opposing special teams performance. They've been very lucky for what that's worth. Todd, number three. I mean, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. This I hate this week, but um, Denver Broncos minus two and a half. Is that what you have? That's for? my number three. <laughs> I'm going to take yeah. Denver Broncos. That's my I, number three. I, I, don't like, I hate the Denver Broncos. I can't, they yeah, can't I guess move. two and a half is good. I hate the coach. I hate everything about them. They do play good defense, though. And this Raiders team is a joke. How you lose that game? I know I happen to have the Colts in game, and I was nervous as hell the whole rest of that game. But somehow they found a way to lose that game to the to the uh, Colts. This Raiders, it's a joke. First of all, the defense is horrendous. The defense and the secondary is horrendous. I don't know what the metrics are, but you just watch the game. It's horrible. And so maybe Denver, who struggles offensively, will find a way to move the ball at home against a ridiculous Raiders defense. And the Raiders, they just, they, I, I think they quit. I mean, this team looks really, really bad. How do you lose that game to the Colts? It's watch, unbelievable. Watch the replay of that Matt Ryan 33-yard runner, whatever it was. Watch those guys yeah, lollygagging I, down the field. Yeah. I don't know how you you let Matt Ryan run. I mean, I had the Colts. I was holding my breath, you know, to to get the win. But you know, I, to me, any decent team would have beaten the Colts that day. It's ridiculous. I, I think the Raiders are done. And Denver has a good defense. Great so defense. With, Great defense. Yeah. Yes. Denver at home with that defense, I think that will stymie the Raiders offensively. And we know the Raiders on the defensive end of the football are a disaster. So, you know, all I got to win by is three. Give me Denver. I mean, I don't like taking Denver. I hate taking Denver, but I have to. Denver minus hey. two and a half. Hey, the two you're going to need the two and a half, and the two and a half is a good number because yeah. this game has thirteen ten written all it over does. it. Oh, yes. Nobody's business. It does. Like, yes. yeah. the, and you're going to cash. You're going to cash it with the thirteen, uh, with with the two and a half. But <laughs> good lord, the, this has thirteen ten written all the over. The bet it. is the bet here is you're just hoping the Denver defense can outlast Russell yes. Wilson because Russell Wilson now he still has the escapability, but now after he escapes, he just chucks the ball downfield. He's like, whatever happens, happens. I, I, think it's, I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that Russell's injuries are significantly worse than any of us imagined, Gil. Because a guy does not fall off the cliff this quickly. I unless mean, if he is we've that We've seen injured. it before. We have, by, the, by the way, re- real quick, I know you did in tennis in the tennis world, the oh, LVI Gilly oh, ice oh, fell off the cliff very quick. My God. <laughs> also an injury, Todd. Also a devastating injury. All right. So, so while, uh, wait, can I, can I add on to this though? Cause this yeah, is my and, then, last and, then I got, and then I got one thing. Yeah. It's my, my, I'm on Denver too. That's my number three. Um, few things about the Raiders. Oh, and six in one score games, um, which one would think would regress better. They've converted only 51.9% of their red zone trips, which one would think would get better. League's seventh best offense by EPA per play outside the red zone. So that's why the red zone, so red zone performance ought to get better based on that. But with all of that where you're thinking that would regress positively, they've recovered nearly 69% of fumbles per Bill Barnwell. That's the league's top rate. So, so they've had stupid good fumble luck. Their offense, except that, except that one fumble against the Colts where they should have had it for right. sure. <laughs> and the, and on offense, it's the opposite of their defense. So the offense on first and second down have been really good by EPA expected points uh, per play. Third and fourth down, no, excuse me, on, on on first and second down they've been really bad. Third and fourth they've been really good, outperforming. So all that other stuff that we said was regressed to the good, the fumble luck and that part should regress, you know, to the bad. And here's, here's another thing we talk about in basketball, this notion of free throw luck, like, Hey, what did the other team shoot free throw percentage against you? We're talking, you know, we're joking about free throw, free throw defense. When we say that opposing kickers against the Raiders this year, 11 for 17. Ooh. So they've gotten like really lucky on that too, which our brains don't necessarily process when we're watching the Raiders. That's the that's the worst conversion rate of an opposing team's field goal kicker all year. So it could be it could have been even worse in many respects for the Raiders. And, I feel and, and also the, the Raiders when they're when they're winning is because they they get the ball to Jacobs and he's running through massive holes. There ain't gonna be no massive holes against the Denver defense. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, no. I was just saying, Gil, just to kind of to add to those stats, like you said again, they just do point towards towards the Broncos here. 
Uh, opponents have scored a touchdown 30% of 30% of drives against the Raiders oh, this year. And also, how about this? Inside the red zone, teams are 72% touchdown rate against the Raiders. Jeez. It is absolutely insane. They just give up touchdowns whenever you get inside the 20 against this team. So, again, some regression towards the positive, you would think, at least for the Broncos, just based off of opponent in this thing. And that total sitting at 41, guys. Denver games are 104 points below the total so far this year collectively. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the second best stat I've heard uh, for the Broncos this oh, week. You, you, the, you can go ahead and say it. That's oh, what I was going to – that's what I was – Well, this is what I texted you. Yeah. The, I uh, texted you guys this stat, which is – The uh, the Broncos would be 8-1 and one if they scored 18 points. In every if the game, Broncos had scored 18 <laughs> points in every game in regulation, they would be 8-1 and one this eight year. One. That's incredible. So Raiders team total, Raiders Raiders team total under is probably a real good bet. It's not a bad one. It's your last one. The only thing is the Raiders did score against Denver, but that was the only game that Denver's defense didn't do anything. I'll be quick with my last one because it's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. I'm taking 13 with Carolina against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Baker Mayfield's playing for his NFL career at this point. And look, I, I, Carolina stinks. Baltimore's quite good and has this soft schedule, could end up being the number one overall seed in the AFC now with Buffalo losing two games. But Carolina has some pieces on that defense that I think they're going to be able at least to stay within two touchdowns here. So I, I'll take 13, and if Baltimore destroys them, then so be it. Okay. We have a hard out here, so I want to get through these rapid fire. Survivor place for those who still are, who still are alive in their local survivor pool or whatever – Circa Survivor from 6,133 entries down to 86. If you have the Ravens left, yeah, that's, no that's the team to play. Yeah. If you don't have them left, God help you deciding, especially in Circa where the Bills have a Thanksgiving consideration. But better I, call Hashem. You take the Giants. Better call, better call Hashem. <laughs> my, my, uh, I, I think, the clear, uh, in my opinion, the clear number two is the Niners this week, but that's that's just... That's just that's just me. Yeah, the the Niners have a home game against New Orleans after Thanksgiving, though the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So you, but although there's a lot of easy ones, right? The Chiefs play the Rams at home. The Dolphins play the Texans at home the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So yeah, Niners. What could possibly go wrong with a minus eight <laughs> road favorite at Arizona? That's another thing. Like, that game's in well, Mexico neutral, City, neutral. Mexico City. Yeah. That's right, Mexico City. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, uh, teaser of the week, Matt. Yeah, it is that Niners team down to two point favorites in that uh, in that neutral side game. And then I'm taking the Vikings up to seven and a half. Love the Vikings. We already went over that. Yeah. Why I love the Vikings. I think this is I think this could be one way traffic. This 49ers game against this uh, Cardinal squad. 49ers certainly on the upswing here with every single thing getting much, much healthier. So uh, Vikings plus seven and a half Niners minus two. We don't know if it's Kyler Murray yet. Or Correct. Not. Um, the Vikings has got to be the uh, Vikings was it, for me. It was the Vikings. And let me find a dance partner for the Vikings. Mm. We'll get to mine. Todd. Bills minus two and a half. I just think the bills are going to have a, a bounce back week. Finally. And the Eagles minus one. I just don't see them losing to the Colts. What if they play in the snow though, Todd? What if they play in the snow? They play the snow plays for both teams though. I think Nick Chubb. Jeff. All right, I know the math people will yell at me here, but oh, uh, but, here we go. But, but uh, violation. The, but the uh, the Jets up to nine and a half, and I guess I'll take Minnesota with you guys as well. The seven and a half. I'm going Minnesota, and uh, I I'm going to take the Niners too. That's I. I mean, I wanted to take the Eagles, but there's just a little part of me that thinks the Jonathan Taylor thing can happen, so I'll take the Niners. Because I think Arizona sucks. All right, they do stink. And then the final two questions uh, that we each that we end each and every Megapod for all these years. The first of which is, which of the big favorites do you think is the most likely to lose outright? Candidates are do, 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 do. Uh, Buffalo Bills, eight point favorites hosting the Cleveland Browns. Philadelphia Eagles, six and a half point favorites on the road at the Colts. The do, 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 do. Baltimore Ravens, thirteen point Oops. favorites at home against the Panthers. And the Bills, the I already said the Bills, Bills, Colts, I already said the Bills, Niners, eight point favorites on the road against the Cardinals. Those are your choices. E- Eagles as well, right? I didn't include them because they're teetering on like five and a half. I mean, there's mostly six, aren't they? Wait, did I say Eagles? Yeah. Oh, you didn't say. I don't think you did. 
Um, Eagles are seven. Yeah. I believe I did say Eagles. Okay. I did say Eagles. Let me ask you guys a question, you Jeff and Todd. Do you guys wait for me to mess up on that? Or are you actually listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he, I'm, Matt, listen, I'm listening more than Todd usually. So. Matt, yes. <laughs> yeah. Matt, who, which of those are the Bills likely to lose outright? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a no-brainer in this one for as far as the Bills, just because there's so much wackiness and yeah. stuff going on, right? I mean, like the weather, can, maybe they move the venue, maybe whatever. I mean, all kinds of stuff that just is weird about that game. So it's the Bills for me. Todd? Uh, I'm going to say... Niners. I'm going to say Jimmy G could finally have guys catch his interception balls. Parlay. Niners. <laughs> interception balls. <laughs> I'm going to say the Eagles. Ooh, yeah. If, for me, it was between the – I would have said Eagles, but because of the wackiness of Buffalo, as Matt called it, I'll say Buffalo. But I would have said Eagles otherwise. And then uh, we live in a bizarre world. You are forced to make a bet on the side of each and every game, but you are allowed one free pass. What is the game you want absolutely no part of, Matt? Panthers Ravens. Uh, I struggle with these massive numbers, uh, especially in these kind of lowish total games. And then even further, I think the Panthers defense, like at least has a pulse. And I think Baker Mayfield at least has a pulse. And so, you know, look, the Ravens can be up 17 in the fourth quarter. Right. And then like just a garbage score that means absolutely nothing to the Ravens whatsoever gets it under the number. So th- that one to me is just kind of kind of wackadoodle. I don't like that one. Daddy. Do it in a Yinzer voice. You haven't done Yinzer today. I was just going to say the Bengals against the Stores. You know, it's a 425 start down here after. So Yins aren't going to be able to just go right over to the stadium like uh, early in the morning and that because it'll be too early. So you're you're looking at a 425 start. You don't know what you're going to get with the weather and whatnot. The Bengals are are the Bengals going to be able to protect Joe Burrow? Who knows? And then, you know, Kenny Pickett and whatnot. He's not exactly lighting it on fire. So, uh, and plus, we don't even have a kicker no more. I- I'm staying away from that star game. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> Dan. Uh, Rams and Saints for me. I'm with you, Todd. Bengals Steelers. I want zero part of that because that TJ t- Watt just changes everything for the Steelers. Even well, though we've got a good defense in that, but we don't have no offense. I don't know what people are thinking. We don't even have a kicker no more. No, Minka. I don't know what happened to our kicker. Minka's out too. Minka's out. I'm not sure what the, I thought Mink was coming back. Is he? All right. Maybe I'm I hasn't been ruled out yet. Hasn't been ruled out yet. All right. We've done all we can do. Got to run Matt Brown from the final countdown on VEASAN along with Stormy Bonatoni weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. As Absolutely. Always. Good times. My man. And Jeff Parlay, of course, Todd Wishnev, staples of the show. Thank you for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week 11 and the National Football League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 